Oh, hey, I'm so glad that you found us. My name's Michael, and I get to be the pastor at Shepherd's Community United Methodist Church in Lakeland, Florida. You're listening to the It's Better When You're Here podcast, where every week we upload the messages that are preached at our church every Sunday. We hope by listening to this, uh, you feel safe, heard, and loved by the God that created you. We hope this message makes an impact in your life. If listening to this makes a difference, reach out to us and connect with us either on social media or on our website, shepherdsumc.com. All right, here's the message. Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah with this message. May the gods do whatever they want to me, if by this time tomorrow I haven't made your life like the life of one of them. Elijah was terrified. He got up and ran for his life. He arrived at Beersheba in Judah and left his assistant there. He himself went farther on into the desert, a day's journey. He finally sat down under a solitary broom bush. He longed for his own death. It's more than enough, Lord. Take my life because I'm no better than my ancestors. He lay down and slept under the solitary broom bush. Then suddenly a messenger tapped him and said to him, Get up and eat something. Elijah opened his eyes and saw flatbread baked on glowing coals and a jar of water right by his head. He ate and drank and then went back to sleep. The Lord's messenger returned a second time and tapped him. Get up, the messenger said. Eat something because you have a difficult road ahead of you. Elijah got up, ate and drank, and went refreshed by that food for 40 days and nights until he arrived at Horeb, God's mountain. There he went into a cave and spent the night. And the Lord's word came to him and said, Why are you here, Elijah? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Woo! As we grow in our ability to accept the rhythms of work and rest, we will be able to see God more clearly. So we're continuing our series called Mixtape, where we've talked about all the different flows and, and motions of the old cassette tape players. We've been exploring what it is to look at our life as a mixtape, as a series of different songs and stories and events that create a different story that God is telling through us. Raise your hand if someone that you love has ever given you a mixtape. A few, maybe, yeah. It's such a beautiful thing. I did see an age discrepancy in the congregation. Our, our friends who are a little bit younger are like, what is that? It's like a Spotify playlist, except like five hours shorter, because you could only fit so much on the tape. But it's a silly idea, and oftentimes the silly ideas are the best. And I've really personally enjoyed seeing what it looks like to look at Scripture as if we're writing a mixtape for our lives. This week, we're on the pause button. This whole series has been about rest, talking about what it looks like to play, to fast forward, to rewind, to record the things in our lives in the mode of rest. And I love our passage this morning. This morning, we read a passage telling a story of Elijah, prophet of God, who just a few verses earlier told God, I don't want to be alive anymore. My life is horrible. I want to die. I don't want to do this anymore. God, take me out. And what does God tell Elijah to do? Eat a snack, take a nap. And if that's the only thing you hear today, friends, amen, hallelujah, I cannot tell you how valuable a nap and a snack could be. Now, Elijah had a piece of bread and some water and then didn't eat for 40 days. 
that ain't me, y'all. That's not, that's not what God's calling me to. But I know that every last one of us here today sometimes carry a burden so much that we think what we need to do is to do more. When the God of the universe is telling us it might be time to take a nap and have a snack. So as we see how rest affects our lives, we see how much we need it. I've talked to a few of you who have said, I'm, I'm starting to put rest into my schedule. I've actually put it into my calendar, the idea of rest, the idea of not doing anything into my day-to-day, my week-to-week life. And I have seen that that has made a difference in how you view the world around you. If you can't remember the last time you took a vacation from work or a pause in your busyness, you probably feel it in your shoulders. You probably feel it in your soul. It's a thing that we need. And we come to the pause of our series this morning as we look at how God used a pause in Elijah's life to really show up. A fun little bit, this is not the only passage we're using today. Y'all are getting your Bibles worth today. We're going to be going around. So if you are like one of the last 12 people to have a paper Bible, I encourage you to keep it open. But if you're using your phone like a lot of, like I do, then keep the tab open. We're going to be moving around a little bit. So Elijah, Elijah was running. I think sometimes we have forgotten what we're here for, what we're made for. Elijah's on the run from a government that wants to kill him. That's never been my experience, thank God, uh, truly. But this is Elijah's experience. He's on the run from a government that wants to end his life, and he gets lost in his perspective, why he's here. I would probably lose my perspective and my meaning of life if I was running for my life. But Elijah is in this space that I think some of us end up being in. We forget why we're here on the planet. Friends, we are not here to work a job and retire one day and to get a plaque with our name on it at, at some business or some you know, charitable organization. Instead, we are on this planet to reflect God's image in the world. Now, we can do that through our work, and we should try to do that. But the real reason we are on this planet is to be, not to do. Because when we exist, when we are human beings and not human doings, we end up reflecting and resonating in the image of God. And Elijah had forgotten that. And we were not made to move without pausing. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the creation story that we find in Genesis. God creates for six days straight, and then God has a rest. If the God of the universe needs a day off, friends... So do you, right? And I'm not just talking about your jobs. I'm talking about the perspective that we have. If we as followers of Jesus think we constantly need to create in order to be loved by God, we are missing out on the point of the gospel. We are not here on this planet to somehow earn God's favor. We already have it. Rejecting the human need for rest is not a holy thing. If you see yourself as what you produce, what you do, you are missing out on what God is trying to teach you. You are not what you do. You are not your job. You are not your title. And when we reject the need, the human need for rest, it's not a holy thing. And in fact, friends, until you practice pausing in your life, you'll not truly hear from God. What made Elijah tired? Well, it wasn't just his body. Elijah wasn't just tired because he had walked a long way. It was his emotions. It was his soul. His soul got tired. 
I don't feel like we live in a culture that acknowledges that sometimes our emotions make us tired. I don't think we live in a culture that that says sometimes our souls make us tired. We instead live in a culture that says if you're tired, you should buy a five-hour energy, right? Or you should go to Dunkin' Donuts and add an extra shot of espresso, right? I, I, listen, I was raised in Boston. I understand the value of Dunkin' Donuts. But if you need espresso on top of their regular coffee, you need a nap, man. You don't need more caffeine. I, I feel like at some point your heart will just burst, right? But it's not just our bodies that get tired sometimes. It is our emotions. And it's okay to admit that our emotions make us tired. Emotional health is something that deserves attention, just like physical health. Our physical health, you know, how we keep this this chassis moving is important, but also looking at our emotional health is vitally important as well. How we're able to regulate our joy, our sadness, our sorrow, our confusion, our pain, our emotional pain is an important part of living a vibrant life in God's image. If you don't talk to someone about how you feel, if you don't talk through your emotions, either with a trusted friend, a partner, or a therapist, I encourage you to try those things. It's as if sometimes we walk around and act as if our emotions, our psychological, our mental health do not need the kind of care. And yet, we'll go to the dentist, right? We'll go to the optometrist. Because here's the thing, if you don't go to the dentist for long enough, solid food is not in your future, right? There was a season of time where your pastor was less than fully insured, I'll say, especially in college. And I took a decade off from the dentist, not to brag or anything. But when I showed up, I was like, oh no, (laughs) they're going to take all my teeth out. (laughs) No cavities, but no big deal. But our emotional health is not the same. You will develop emotional and mental health cavities if you do not maintain that health. It is a part of keeping us alive. Naps are holy. And until you practice pausing in your life, you'll not truly hear from God. I think there's this false narrative, too, that that our souls are all that God cares about. That we get saved, we make a profession of faith, or we join a church, or we start serving in a ministry, and and God's good with that, right? God is just, you know, really looking for, for you to sign up for the team, and then after that, he'll see you in heaven. But that's not really the God that we follow. God shows again and again that the whole person is in God's care. Got a passage here from Matthew chapter 6, and it says this. You'll you'll see it on the screen. Look at the birds in the sky. This is Jesus uh, speaking. They don't sow seed or harvest grain or gather crops into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they are? And why do you worry about clothes? Notice how the lilies in the field grow. They don't wear themselves out with work, and they don't spin cloth. But I say to you that even Solomon in all his splendor wasn't dressed like one of these. If God dresses grass in the field so beautifully, even though it's alive today and tomorrow it's thrown into the furnace, won't God do much more for you, you people of weak faith? You see, God is not just concerned with your soul. God is concerned with the whole person. 
Jesus teaching us about God's provision doesn't talk about how the souls of the sparrow or the souls of the lilies are maintained by God, but instead talks about how beautiful the fields of flowers are. Talks about how happy the birds of the air are. Tells us stories about how all of creation is maintained in joy and hope and not just in their souls. Look throughout the Bible, friends. You'll find stories of a God that cares about more than just your soul. A couple weeks ago, we told the story of Jonah. Jonah and the whale. You might know him from that. But at some point, Jonah gets up on a hill to be a, to be a grump about something. I'll tell you about it another time. And God causes a shade plant to grow so that his bald head wouldn't get burned. I got a sunburn this week on the back of my knees. I mean, what a silly place to get a sunburn, man, with this Florida sun. And so every time I bend my knees, it's like, ah, I should have put sunblock on there, right? But we serve a God that cared about Jonah's SPF coverage and gave him a shade plant. If you look in Genesis, God tried to find Adam and Eve to go for a walk in the cool of the morning. God doesn't feel the cool of the morning. We do. And God wanted Adam and Eve to be in that cool of the morning. There's a story about a woman named Haggai who was given water when she needed it. We serve a God who cares and is in touch with our needs. And when all we do is work, when we never rest, when we never pause, we lose sight that God cares that we are getting worn out. God cares. And until you practice pausing in your life, you'll not truly hear from God. The rest of the passage from 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11. The Lord said, so this is right after Elijah wakes up, has his snack, is ready to go into the wilderness. It says this, The Lord said, go out and stand at the mountain before the Lord. The Lord is passing by. A very strong wind tore through the mountains and broke apart the stones before the Lord. Y'all, we get big winds in Florida, but I've never seen a mountain get torn down, right? So this is a big wind. This is bigger than Charlie, okay? This is a big wind. But the Lord wasn't in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord wasn't in the fire. After the fire, there was a sound, thin, quiet. We just went through a hurricane. I don't know if you noticed. But the way that I would describe it, even though it was a small hurricane, it was not thin, it was not quiet. It wanted our attention. It needed our attention. It demanded our attention. It wasn't a place where you could find peace. And so the image of God that some of us have is of this powerful God, which is a part of who God is. But when we interact with God, I think sometimes we think of this great big mountainous God that sends fire and earthquakes and tornadoes and all these big, powerful things. And yet this image that we see in 1 Kings is this, a thin, quiet voice. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his coat. You see, friends, during Elijah's time, if the presence of God was coming around, you needed to cover yourself up because the presence of God was something not to be messed around with. He was ready to see God. And he went out and stood at the cave's entrance. 
a voice came to him and said, Why are you here, Elijah? Could it be that our faith, if you're missing out on God, if you're not hearing God, maybe it's slowed down or shrank because you've not left space? You see, that thin, quiet voice of God needed some room. Elijah was ready for the earthquake. He was ready for the fire. He was ready for the storm. But was he really ready to hear a thin, quiet voice? Sometimes when you're in a noisy space, you won't hear things around you. Like when the air conditioning is working here in this space, you can hear all four units going. And when they shut off, you can hear the quiet there. Our ears get adjusted to the sound. And when that sound dissipates, we can hear more clearly. See, friends, Elijah would have missed God without his recharge. Friends, I wonder, what are you missing? If your ear is not tuned to hear the thin, quiet voice of God, what are you missing? And God doesn't say to Elijah, hey, in his thin, quiet voice, this is what I need you to do. You're going to go this place, you're going to go that place, everything's going to be great. Instead, God says, why are you here? Because Elijah had forgotten his why. He'd forgotten why he was there, why he wasn't off, you know, having a family, serving in, you know, having a regular job with good hours. Being a prophet of God did not have a retirement plan. He was wondering why the heck he was there. And God asked him, Elijah, why are you here? And Elijah says, I am serving the God of Israel. I'm the only one left. And then God shows up and tells Elijah what to do. Friends, what are you missing? Because we don't have enough space for the thin, quiet voice of God. Until you practice pausing in your life, you'll not truly hear from God. And so the question you have to ask yourself is this. For whom will you rest? If you won't rest for yourself, who in your life will you rest for? Because friends, you need rest. You need rest to be the spouse, the parent, the friend, the sibling, the aunt, the uncle, the member of society that we need you to be. So if you can't rest for yourself, find someone else that you will rest for. If you won't rest because God has told you to, because God loves you, because God wants you to be close to God, Find someone that you will rest for. What will it take for you to rest? Will it be you're finally tired of not hearing from God enough that you're ready to rest? And with rest, you'll come back stronger and a stronger ability to hear from God. Without his pause, Elijah would never have had any hope against the forces working against him. He would never, never have heard from God. That nap couldn't have done it. He needed more. He needed to hear from God. And until you practice pausing in your life, you'll never truly hear from God. Let's pray together. All right, friends. I hope you heard something in today's message that made an impact in your life. Helped you know that you're loved by God and inspired you to do something about the gospel that is offered to you. Now receive this blessing as you go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. 
May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.